The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Hey, what a coincidence. And uh, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. Today's date is January 24th, 2024. So 12424. How about that? All right. And if you want to call me, like I said, 877-207-2276. And... Uh, Hmm, let's see. I got some stuff there. Okay. Oh, if you want, you can email me. All you have to do is uh, send an email to info at carm.org. Info at carm.org. C A R M dot O R G. And uh, um, just put in there in the subject line, put uh, radio question or radio comment, and that'll be good. All right, so tonight, let's see, what time is it supposed to be? Um, I'm going to be doing an open-air theology. Wait, no, that's a wrong day. Hold on a sec. Got to get over here. So uh, tonight, okay, 6.30 p.m. my time, so that's uh, 8.30 Eastern time. I'm supposed to be on, let's see, uh, oh, oh, I think it's uh, Standing for Truth, that's right, and uh is Jesus the Father. Uh, so I'm going to be able to answer that within one minute, and the debate will be over. Now, uh, we'll see what happens, because it looks to me like um, uh, the, the people who are on the other side just are obstreperous. They are recalcitrant, um, will offer inane persiflage, uh, or, or rather uh, banal and um, vociferous in their... Um, no. Um, confusion modes, put it that way. All right, so, in their obfuscation. So if you want, you can give me a call and, uh, oh yeah, that's good, right, I was going to say. Tonight's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'll be uh, teaming up with Andrew Rappaport from Striving for Eternity Ministries. And um, so we'll see how that goes. Now, what I normally do and I, I, when these kind of things happen is I tend to just not say a whole bunch. And the reason is because I have, I have, I usually have techniques, and they're, they are. I plot in my head really quickly how to tackle something. Now it, it often changes as I'm going through and talking with somebody, but if I'm talking to somebody, I need two, three, four minutes to do that to get to a certain point. And sometimes a person I'm, I'll be debating with will jump in and change the direction. And so for me, it kind of uh, is not useless, but. Uh, either just do everything in a different approach, a different way. So there you go. All right. And is it on the calendar? Is that all on the calendar, the, uh, the stuff? Maybe they can tell me in private chat there inside of StreamYard if it's on the calendar. I think it is. Uh, and you can tell me. Uh, and uh, let's see. Well, let me know. Not sure she's going to look. <laughs> okay, good. If you want to watch me uh, do the show, it's not that big a deal, but if you want to watch, uh, you can go to rumble.com forward slash 
uh, Matt Slick Live, M-A-T-T-S-L-I-C-K Live. And if you do that, it'll go right in there. We have people in there. We have uh, 30 right now who are participating, uh, or at least watching. And it usually goes up to 90 you know, in that range uh, during the live show, stuff like that. And so uh, is Jesus the Father? That'll be interesting. And the answer is no, and then I'll show why. It's just easy. So there you go. All right. It'll be at 8.30 uh, Eastern Time. Oh, and if you want the link information, I'll give you some more information about where to find it, but it'll it'll be on Standing for Truth. You know, I should do these. I should have these set up with CARM, you know, just doing the CARM ministry. But I already have a ton of stuff I'm doing. And so uh, I should just get some, you know, like once a month, have a... This is an open debate, uh, open debate, I don't know, we'll figure it out. But the Catholics now, uh, I've been, been getting them a lot in uh, different venues. So now they're, they're, uh, they're trying to get the bigwigs in to tackle me. So we'll see how that goes. And I've been working on a document. I'm just rambling right now. But I've been working on a document on Catholicism. It's called Outlines on Catholicism. Right now, uh, it stands at 197 pages. <laughs> Now, a lot of it, though, you know, a lot of it is just uh, uh, their uh, catechism of the Catholic Church. I, I don't know how many pages of that there is, but, you know, I need the file. Uh, I need those where it's quick and easy. So I have, um, how many pages of that is in there? So that's included. It's not like I'm the one writing all of that. That goes from page 169 down to, you know, let's see. 186 so you know about 18 pages or 15 pages or something like that and then I have a bunch of other stuff quotes I, I gotta go I, there's so much to do there's just so much to do um, a lot of quotes people send me stuff and I have to categorize everything so uh, when I'm done it'll probably be about 180 pages that's what I'm thinking when I get everything done right so that's just my outline that's just on Catholicism so I have on other groups too that I do and um, I have stuff on philosophy, on science, just outlines. And I do them because uh, I'm able to uh, find information very quickly. And it's very helpful because I don't remember everything. You know, I've been doing this a long time and I got a lot of stuff memorized, but I have a lot of stuff I don't have memorized. So Lord's putting it on the calendar. And uh, I'm assuming that if you go to Carmen.org calendar, Cal, you see A L N D A R calendar and what happens is it forward to yes it does uh it forwards open mic is jesus the father with there it is right there and there's the can you make the link hot for the youtube i don't know if you can or not so it's there just go to forward slash calm.org forward slash calendar there you go i'm rambling a lot aren't i let's get to aaron from washington as soon as the producer activates and we just did good aaron welcome you're on the air thanks for having me Sure. All right. So, you there? You want me to ask my question? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Um, so my my question is: is as a Christian, what is a Christian's responsibility in respecting another person's belief? If I don't believe that someone else's religion is true, does that give me permission? to mock their religion or who they worship? Um, well, let's define the terms you're using. I'm going to look at this right now. Define respect. A feeling of deep admiration for someone or something. 
So Islam, I have no admiration for it. I have disdain for the false religion of Islam, and I will never respect it. I'm not going to respect it. Okay, say, but oh, would you make okay. would you make fun of it though? If, if now, making fun, that that's different. But it all depends. See, yes, I could make fun of it okay. if I'm in a really humorous mood talking to a few friends. But it, on the radio, on uh, you know, talking to Muslims, I'm not going to you know be unnecessarily degrading to what they teach. I want them to find Christ, and the Bible tells us in uh, different verses. For example, it says in Colossians okay. four, five, and six, you know, conduct yourself with wisdom and let your speech with, be with grace and things like that. So, if you're going to be mocking them, that's not, I don't really think that's the right way to to, uh, to do it. Just talk to them truthfully. Okay. Okay. Because I'm, I'm an active participant on the Mormonism board, and there seems to be a slew of Christians that have no problem describing my God as, as a puny God, because as a what? All of the difference is, as a puny, limited God, which oh, you're, isn't what's taught in my actual religion, right? Yeah. Well, and, and so um, they, you know, am, am I wrong in being? Should I be offended by that? I mean, am, am I, I would do. taking it too personal? Personally, sorry. What I would do, uh, you know what I think about Mormonism, but uh, what I would do if I were you sure. is quote Colossians 4, 5, and 6. So it's Colossians okay. 4, 5, 6, just nice and easy to remember. And 2 Timothy 2, 24 uh, through um, uh, 26. So it says there, the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth. So they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. So, see, this is how I would approach you, because this is about you. You're, you're held captive. Sure. But it doesn't mean I'm going to yell at you and scream. If you emailed me and said, Matt, I'm going to be coming through Idaho, I'd say, well, hey, you want to get a cup of coffee? Well, I'm not, <laughs> I make a cup of coffee, but I don't mean to be disrespectful <laughs> to that word of wisdom, but you know what I meant. And uh, well, at least you laugh, sure. that's good. And so you'd know there was no ill intention there. And, I, and you know, I'm going to try and witness to you. But, you know, even if you said, yeah. look, I, you know, coming through, I got to get a hotel, I'd say, well, stay here. I'm not going to hassle you. I'm not going to make your life miserable every second. You know, I would treat you with respect. You know, you, because you're made in the image of God. Now, Mormonism is just not right. Christian, okay? It's not Christian. And I could talk to you about that if you're interested. But uh, I'm going to try and treat you properly. It doesn't mean I always do it right every situation. I, I certainly blew it. You know, I blew it today, actually, with, with one of our guys. But it does happen, uh, you know? And so this is what I would sure. recommend you do, Okay. But your God is no, that's great. That's great. limited. Your God is limited. Now, see, if I were to say your God is limited Amen. and he's increasing and he's not eternal, well, that's true. You know, those are just facts. He, oh, okay. Sorry. One more time. Your God is not eternal. He's not, not been God from eternity past. Well, I guess that depends on how you determine doctrine. <laughs> And then, and then it goes back into how do how is doctrine actually determined in the Mormon Church? Well, can you, did can Joseph you explain Smith, how you draw that? Did, did Joseph Smith say that God became God? Um, Joseph Smith said that yes, God is in the form of a man, and he also said in the same uh, address that we are all gods, and we are 
self-existent as God is himself. Yeah. Well, here's the quote, okay? We have all imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity. I will refute that idea. Okay? That's what he says. So God, your okay. God, is, is not God from eternity. He's, he's an exalted man. So, mm-hmm. Great. And also read, continue reading in there of sure. how God came into existence. And it's sure. self-existent. Oh, see, there you go. See, there you go. You said how God came into right. existence. I, and that's exactly right. So just the as, God of Mormonism... teach that God is an... Un- Sorry, go ahead. The God of Mormonism had a beginning, but the God of the Bible did not. Okay. No, he did. He did not have a beginning. <laughs> he was, God did. You he just said he did. That God is eternal. No, no. Where, no, no, where no. do you prove that? Where does it show in the standard works that my God had a beginning? Well, I'm quoting your your prophet Joseph Smith. Did, uh, do you believe that uh, he uh-huh. was your God was God from all eternity? But Mormons don't believe that. We don't appeal to authority alone. That's in DNC one twenty one. It says, "By the virtue of the priesthood, yes. we don't declare." As soon as we say something is true by the virtue of my priesthood, then that's not inspired by the Holy Ghost. You have to have Scripture, priest authority, and personal revelation by the Holy Ghost to confirm that something is true or not. That's wrong, but uh, that's not scriptural. Based so, on what? In the scripture. So, hold, but I want to stick with this. But I'm sorry. Oh, what? Hold on. We got a break. Hold on. Can you hold? You want to hold on a little bit, Aaron? I mean, if you don't mind, you want sure. to continue to talk? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with Aaron. I'm hoping you guys are enjoying this. All right, uh, Aaron, you still there? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Where were we? Where were we? I forgot. Uh, You were describing, we were talking about how Mormons determine doctrine. Yeah, and, um, well, you guys, uh, you know, you'll go to the four standard works and, um, uh-huh. and stuff. Which are and the I'll standard. Joseph's... What's that? What's they are that? the standard works because they are the measuring stick, as one of our former leaders said, that the standard works are the measuring stick by which we measure all men's doctrine. Okay. So if somebody says something regardless of his title if it doesn't align within the standard works we can set it aside that's a direct quote okay okay well then let's test it all right let's test it so joseph smith said things right right yeah he said lots of mm-hmm. things okay and um he said as that, did brigham uh, young yeah yeah they both did that's right and so yeah. if if joseph smith contradicted the bible that would be he'd be wrong if he did right if he what if he contradicted if he contradicted the bible he'd be wrong if he did right sure well he would then he would be speaking of his own beliefs and not okay. speaking on behalf of god and then we can know for ourselves through our own scripture study 
and by personal revelation of the fruits of the Spirit to know the truth for ourselves. Yeah, incidentally, it's, it's singular fruit, not fruits. It's a common mistake people make. All right, so everything depends, uh, the truth of Mormonism depends on Joseph Smith's first vision, doesn't it? All right? Well, um, okay. Because hypothetically, it on- let's just say, Let's just say that you and I got a time machine and we're able to do this. And let's just say we went back and there's Joseph Smith walking. He can't see us. And we find out that he lied about the first vision. Let's just say we, that's the case. Well, then Mormonism is just flat out false if that ridiculous okay. idea was possible, right? Right, yeah, okay. Sure, if that's, well, but also nothing was actually restored at the first vision. He was just asking what church was true, and he received his revelation that at the time that none of them were true. That was his answer. But that the the church restoration didn't actually happen until 1830. So it really goes back to his claims of priesthood authority and knowing you know what's what's true or not. And that goes back to reading the Book of Mormon to know if that's true, and following its methodologies to know, to know that. So I mean, yeah, we could go back to the first vision. Of, of what he said, but I don't see how that would, you know, that doesn't have if, quite a direct. Well, sure, it does. Because, because I don't he believe said the, saw... I don't believe the Book of Mormon. I don't believe the Book of Mormon because of what Joseph Smith did. You know, regardless of who Joseph Smith was, I can say that I know for myself that I know that the Book of Mormon is true. I know it's false. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Joseph Smith. Ow. Joseph Smith. I want to show you something. I can prove it to you. Okay. But uh, there's the proof is different than persuasion. But I, I'm trying to get this one point because he said he saw God the Father. That's what he said. But the Bible says, I'll okay. read King James. The Bible says in First uh, Timothy 6, uh, uh, I'll start at verse 13. I give thee charge in the sight of God. Okay, that'd be the Father who quickeneth all sure. things and before Christ Jesus who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession that thou keep this commandment without spot unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ which in his time he shall shew who is the blessed and only potentate the king of kings and the lord of lords who alone hath immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto whom no man has or hath seen or can see to him be the honor. Okay, so, right. Okay, so I, I, I understand what you're saying, and you want to lead it back to uh, God the Father doesn't have a body, but he's a spirit, and I understand that. No, and no, to be no, clear... No, no. no not, that's not what it is. God, it says the God the Father can't But that's what you're saying, that no one has seen God, right? That's what your ultimate point is? No, that's what the Bible says. It says, uh, he, it says no one can approach unto whom no man hath seen or can see. So it says, you can't see him. That's what the Bible says. So did Joseph Smith see him? So no one has seen God in the Bible. The Father. God the Father, that's correct. No one's seen God the Father. That's correct. Because Jesus okay. says in John 6, so, 46, Jesus says, John six forty six, not that any man has seen the Father, except the one, talking about himself, he has seen the Father. So all the Old Testament so appearances of God... who were they interacting with... Okay, so so who were who were people interacting with in the Old Testament? 
You mean in Genesis 3 and Genesis uh, 19? Sure. Excuse me, mm-hmm. 18, 1. Uh, 17, 1, 18, 1, Exodus 24, 9 through 11, Exodus 6, 2, and 3, number 12, 6 through 8. Who are they interacting right. with? Mm-hmm. Incarnate Christ. It's, it would never oh, be the Father because Jesus says, No man's ever seen the Father. And Paul the Apostle says, right. The Father can't be seen. So did Joseph Smith see the Father? Okay. Well, that's a, that's a great question. And that's something that I question myself. However, I do want to add that. Mormons also teach that Jesus is the God of the Old Testament, so they would actually agree with you in that statement. Well, then no problem. So that's it was, wasn't the Father they were seeing in the Old Testament? Great, no problem. So now we've got the New right. Testament, and the Father can't be seen. Right, so Joseph Jesus Smith said that he... Right. So, and, okay, and so here's a problem with it that I have with Joseph Smith's testimony, is I agree. Of, of seeing God the Father, I don't know. I don't know what the nature of God the Father is, and I also know the origin of how that teaching in my church came about to be. You want to hear it? No, um, but I'm just saying that um, that he said he saw God the Father in the first vision, and he couldn't have. So did he lie? And he gave seven different accounts. He gave seven different accounts of the first vision, mm-hmm. which. Yeah, have very different together. details. One is that he was just forgiven of his sins. And then he saw a numerous con- concourse of angels. And then he saw so the Father you. and Jesus Christ, and it progressed. So, yeah, I don't exactly so what do you, what do you know believe? what he saw. Do to me, it doesn't matter. But he, I believe that he yeah, translated the Book of Mormon by the power of God. What's that? Oh, well, let's let's tackle that, Okay. I don't know if you know, I mean, if you've ever seen uh, an original Book of Mormon. I have, and I've held in my own hands an original Book of Mormon. Okay? Okay. Actually, it's not a big deal, but but I have, all right? And um, sure. so uh, do you know how the Book of Mormon was translated, allegedly? Right, okay. <laughs> I spend a the, lot of time on the Mormonism board, okay? I've seen it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you do know. Okay. And, and, so he, you know, but, for those who don't know, he had a, a stone and he put it into a hat, put the hat over his face, and then God would make a single letter appear one at a time. He would say the letter, and then Oliver Cowdery right. on the other side of the, the thing would record it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Great. Now, yep. we've got a break. Hold on, man. And I'm going to show you something that proves... He was lying. Okay? Prove it. Okay? That's hard, I know. Interesting. I'll do that when I get back. Hold on. Hey, folks, we'll be right back. Aaron's really nice, and I enjoy talking to him. Uh, it's informative, and hopefully, uh, stay tuned. I'll be back after the break. We'll talk to you in a bit. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're enjoying the show. Let's get back on with Aaron from Washington. You still there? I am. All right. Still here. Okay, so go ahead. Well, I can tell you that uh, the Book of Mormon. Yeah, the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. How it was right. translated. You were going to show me power. Yeah. Well, Joseph Smith said that uh, he translated the Book of Abraham by the same power, the same method that he did the Book of Mormon. In 18... uh, 
Yeah, he bought the Book of Abraham Papyri. And 1835, I think. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and so he said, this is the Book of Abraham. He reproduced the facsimile. I have an article on this. Uh, right. Uh, images. And long story short, uh, yeah, got the papyri, so the, there's no direct translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he got it so wrong. In fact, it is the very same papyri because it has his handwriting in the back of it. He said it was the Book of Abraham, and when Egyptian was finally decoded, and they could they could look at it and, and interpret it, uh, translate it, it had nothing to do whatsoever with Joseph Smith said. Okay, there's a fact. Right. It. Yep. And they they possibly they church comments out in their gospel essays about all of that. Yep. Right. And so they had to address it because. It's pretty, yeah, you know, pretty bad, because Joseph because Smith. They, it was always understood to believe that it was a direct translation, and it wasn't. Oh, so he said it was the Book of Abraham. It wasn't. Okay, that's what he but said. that's okay. So if if you now let's let's just say that you believe something and you are so certain that it's true, but yet you believe it, but it turns out that you were, let's say that. It turns out that whatever you were so convinced about, that you were wrong later. What, could I say that you were lying to me or you were being deceptive? Oh, no, not on purpose. Or no, did no, you no. honestly believe? Mm-hmm. You understand what so I'm he, saying? Is it Joseph yeah, he believed, believed yeah, that? He believed it was a book of, of Abraham, and he was wrong. And the message and he that translated the book of Abraham says... But he mm-hmm. translated it with the same power of the Book of Mormon, and he got it wrong. What makes you trust him? Yes, because it wasn't a direct translation, but that's the point. We don't have golden plates either to read the golden plates to make a comparison. Yeah, because they didn't exist. So there's a so in other words, there's a message, maybe there's a message that God had for the world, and he did it through Joseph Smith, even though those direct things weren't, you know, a literal text. Maybe the message okay. matters. So l- let me get this straight. So what you're saying is you believe Joseph Smith was true, even though he said he saw God the Father, but the Bible says he couldn't have. And that he did the Book of Mormon the same way he did the Book of Abraham, and he said it was a Book of Abraham, but it wasn't. And you're just going to continue to believe in him. And the Bible says... That no, that I'm saying that prophets, I received personal... No, you didn't. Okay. No, you didn't. You didn't receive personal anything. What? No, no, no! It wasn't from God. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're now the moderator of how I receive revelation from God. No, That's pretty I'm telling amazing. you that. No, I'm telling you, you didn't, because Joseph Smith taught things that were against Scripture. Okay, okay so but he's not from again, God. I'm not. So it, it all rests on Joseph Smith. My, the whole character of Joseph Smith is how I discern everything about my relationship with God. Joseph Smith said that the Book of Mor- that God said in the Book of Mormon, pray about the Book of uh, the uh, Book of Mormon. Joseph Smith told you that. Joseph okay. Smith said that. And you know Father- what? He yes, that's right. He said, do A, B, and C, and you'll get a result. That's the scientific method. A, B, and C, you get the result. And the Book of Mormon is true to its promises. That's how I know that it's true. It is self-fulfilling. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Book of, Mo- Book of Mormon has pray about it. Oh, read it. No, you, pray about well, well, it, and you can know for Where'd you yourself. get the idea? Where'd you get the idea? You got to pray about something to see if it's true. Where'd you get that? 
so we are not to pray. I didn't say. We don't ask See, God. You guys do this truth. a lot. I'm trying to be respectful here, but you do this a lot. I said, where does it say that we're, not, we're supposed to pray about something to see if it's true? And you said, oh, we're not supposed to pray? That's not what I said. So where, are, where do you get the idea that we're so, supposed to no, pray I mean, about something to see if it's true? I get it from the Book of Mormon. But you're praying about the Book you're of Mormon to see? And the Holy Ghost will lead you and guide you. But yes. doesn't the Book of Mormon, and you're talking about Moroni 1032, right? Right? 325, actually, yeah. yeah. And it says uh, to pray about these things to see if they're not true, right? Yes. Did you the see? Did you pray? You all did, what, you so what was your answer? Was your answer the affirmative or the negative? Yes, absolutely in the affirmative. So, in other words, the affirmative is that it's not true. To pray about it to see if it's not true. What? And you, you got the affirmative. It's not true. Oh, my gosh. So, I received a witness that I know that the Book of Mormon is true. You can try and skirmish that around all you want, but I received a witness, unmistakably, that I could not deny. If I did, it'd be okay. like denying my own conscience. Look, let me tell you something, okay? Let me tell you something, okay? I'm 67, and 50 years ago when I was 17, I walked up forward at a church. I'm going to give you the short version. Forward at a church to receive Christ, even though it's not what I wanted to do. I kind of got tricked into walking up forward. I didn't care about this or that. I didn't care about whatever. I looked at the exit sign in this so-called church. I wanted to get out of there, all this kind of stuff. And then the guy, you know, living, he said, do you want to receive Christ as your Savior? And I figured I might as well give Jesus a try, because if he's real, hey, he won't lose anything. If he's not, eh, whatever. It was my attitude. Sure. I mastered up a little, little bit of faith. And yeah. uh, by the way, about 30 years ago, I buried my son. He died in my arms. Okay, and I'm not, uh, uh, thank you. And I hope it never happens to you. But you can imagine, and I hope you, it never has, or anybody listening, how maximally painful that is. It's just horrible. It's horrible. Sure. All right. So here I am on my knees, blah, blah, blah. I don't follow the crowd. And I started praying. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit himself overshadowed me with such incredible strength and power that I threw my face to the ground and immediately started mm. wailing in agony in sobbing tears of repentance because I was in the presence of incredible holiness. And this went on for like two minutes. I was puking up, not literally vomiting, but puking up the agony of my soul in just torturous repentance in the presence of the beauty of his his holiness this went on and i cried then worse and far greater than the day i buried my son and then mm -hmm. after about two minutes of this jesus was there he was to my left and he was behind me i couldn't see him couldn't touch him it wasn't like that but i remember i still to this second can remember knowing that he was right there next to me considering me and I remember going, what is going Definitely. on? It was incredible. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. It was magnificent. It was just okay. tremendous. And mm -hmm. then after a while, he just stepped into me. And I had a sensation of sin leaving 
Okay. Now, I'm giving you the short version. Mm -hmm. That was 50 years ago. I've calmed down quite a bit since then. So when you're in the presence of God, I have a testimony. Mm -hmm. I've never heard a Mormon match. And I know for a fact that Joseph Smith was not true because I've been in the presence of God himself. And this is what Joseph Smith okay. said. Can I, can I share my experience? Well, hold on. I'm going to tell you what Joseph Smith said. You tell me if Joseph Smith was in the presence of God. He says, God is in the still small voice and all these affidavits, indictments, it is all the devil, all corruption. Come on, you prosecutors, you false swears, all hell boil over. You burning mountains, roll down your lava, for I will yeah, come yeah, yeah, yeah. at last. I have more to boast of than ever right. any man had. I'm the only man that has ever been able to keep a whole church together since the days of Adam. A large majority of the whole have stood by me. Neither yep. Paul, John, Peter, nor Jesus ever did it. I boast that no man ever did such right. work as I. The followers of Jesus ran away from him, but the Latter-day Saints never ran away from me yet. Right. Well, when I read that quote, when I read that quote, I knew he'd never... Weeks later, didn't he? Yeah, he was killed. Yeah, that's right. Murdered. Um, and he was Yeah, murdered. that's right. He was a martyr, though. He, he got but here's the thing, and he got killed. Yeah. yeah, but anybody who's been in the so, presence of God doesn't speak like that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, after a while... Satan can get a hold of you thinking that you're because I've had this great spiritual experience I must be chosen and I am therefore superior to anyone else's beliefs therefore everyone must conform to me because I know I this great knowledge that no one else does that's not what I said but that's I mean, what you said you want to compare no we, we, right, but that's we got a what, break okay, we got a break hold on oh, sorry man if you want yeah. to hold on keep but if not we'll, you know it's up to you hey folks we'll be right back after these messages please stay tuned Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Hope you're enjoying our discussion. Aaron, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. Okay. So you said you had a you testimony you couldn't deny, and I gave you a testimony that mm -hmm. I can't deny, and they contradict each other. Sure. So which one's true? When you had your experience, that was a confirmation that Mormonism was false? Or was it that you just received the Holy yes. Spirit? No, that the Holy Spirit was there in such great power that uh, that when I read that quote from Joseph Smith, I knew for a fact he hadn't seen the God, because you will never boast like that. It's not possible for someone who's truly of God. It's not possible. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. But if you want to I can say tell that you that I've received... I believe that did. Why why was Moses kept out of the promised land? Because he disobeyed God, but um, he didn't circumcise his right. So, wouldn't a true so converted Joseph, person that seen God not make a mistake like that? That's what you're. That's what you're saying. Certainly, they make a mistake. But did 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 anybody, any prophet or any apostle in the Bible ever boast they did more than God, more than Christ, more than anybody to keep it, to do something? Of course not. Well, Joseph Smith did. I'm just saying that it is possible for a righteous man to fall. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. But you okay. don't find any record of and him I believe boasting that they did more Smith than God. Through... You don't find him boasting yeah, they did more I than know. God. 
and okay. right. And when an unrighteous man is leader of the church, according to our beliefs, that if a man is leading the church in the wrong direction, he's going to take him out of his place. And a month later, Joseph Smith was dead after making that statement. Yeah, that's right. They killed him. They well, shot him. And he killed two people. He shot people, you know. So, and uh, he. Yeah, I know. Probably, they did that because he got the secret uh, handshakes and stuff from the Masons. And uh, he used that. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because he said, Is there no help for them? Uh, for the widow's son, which is a, 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 a Masonic a cry for help when they were coming at him in, in the Carthage jail. I've been there. And, uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're getting deep now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that my point is, Matt, is that people can know God without having to conform to your beliefs. They can know for themselves. And that's kind of the point of Mormonism is that we can know for ourselves. Except you don't, because your testimony, you believe, comes from the Holy Spirit. And I'll show you something here. You come from the Holy Spirit, but the Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit. John fourteen twenty six, John fifteen twenty six. Yeah. But Jesus reveals all the things, Father. Bring all things to your remembrance. And Jesus is the only one who reveals the Father, Matthew eleven twenty eight. So if you don't have the right Jesus, you don't have the right God or Spirit or testimony or anything, right? Right? It's simple. Well, then, how? But then the question is, how do you determine who the right Jesus is? We go to the Bible. We know the Bible's got got it right. The Bible in the Bible, Jesus Which is Bible? prayed to. How many versions? King James. Just yeah, there's King multiple James. different. There's different to, uh, early James. church fathers that determined what canon was. No, no, no. Right? Sorry, there's differences you, in what we no, believe. No, no, the canon hold on, is. hold on, hold on. That's not what. You shouldn't go there. You don't know. So the King James, which is one of your four standard works, we can go there because your church approves it. So we go to the King James, and we can see it there. Okay, this is... Matt, okay. When Peter testified that he knew that Jesus was the Christ, Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Okay, and what I see you doing right now is appealing to flesh and blood to tell me, try and convince me that God isn't really in my life. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, I am trying to do that because I want you to become a true Christian. So My I need to appeal to you. your reasoning, your flesh and no, no, blood no. limited reasoning, no, no, no. to justify and question my own experience of what God has told me. No, I never said Don't that. Don't you think that's there's a problem there? But you're misrepresenting me. I'm saying you should go to what the Bible says because the Bible says, and I was quoting Scripture, and and then okay. what you did was try and negate the validity of the Bible. But which version? Which this? Which that? Well, I, King James, the one that you guys right. approve of, and in there it says that. But before King James, me, what was that? Look. Look, we're going with what your church recognizes as one of its standard works, unless you want to deny it as being one of the standard works. Is that what you're doing? I'm a, I'm identifying the histority of the Bible. So the King James is one of your standard works. From. And in the King God James, didn't... in the King James, it says that Jesus reveals the Father. It also says that Jesus is prayed to. In fact, he's prayed to in Second Nephi nineteen uh, eighteen, or Third Nephi nineteen eighteen. He's prayed to. So right. do you pray to? Because he Jesus? is our advocate with the Father, and it's always been pr- the case. Do you right. pray to he's Jesus? He's the God of the Old Testament. Do you pray to Jesus? Okay. Do you pray to Jesus? 
Jesus of the Bible. Is you, Jesus in, in every is instance of the to. Bible, it says, pray to Jesus. I didn't say that. Jesus I himself said, says, pray to the Father in my name. I, and I'm supposed and to say, no, no, never mind. I'm supposed to pray to Jesus. And I'm it, though he says that Matthew chapter 6 and also Luke chapter 11 our father who art in heaven pray this pray way to me. but but he also says in John 14 14 ask me anything in my name and I will do it and Stephen when he was uh, sure. being stoned in Acts 7 55 through 60 has a vision of God the Father and Jesus or the glory of God the Father you didn't see him but he's the glory of God the Father Correct. and Jesus but ultimately he, he, hold, hold on hold on he sure. prayed to if Jesus I, if I wanted to pray to Jesus sure okay Okay. I mean, so, I'm acknowledging the, Jesus, the fact, but that doesn't Jesus, rule out. I can also pray to the Father as Jesus, Jesus instructed. The Jesus of the Bible's prayed to. Do you pray to Jesus? Great. Do you pray I pray to, Jesus? to the Father in the name of his Son. I did yes. ask that. Do you pray to Jesus, the person of Christ? Is, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is there a separation between Jesus and God? I just asked if you pray to the person of Jesus. Because no, I don't. The, I follow Jesus' instruction as he taught in as as yes. he taught his people in the Beatitudes yes. to pray to the yeah. Father. And he also taught so, ask me anything in my name and I will do it, John fourteen, fourteen. And Stephen prayed to him. Okay, in Acts seven, fifty five through sixty. And he and saw the, the Book Father of Mormon, he, with the, the, he saw the Son on the right hand of the Father. No, he didn't see the Father. He saw the glory of God and Jesus at the right hand. And also, Third Nephi nineteen eighteen, they did pray to Jesus. So, Joseph Smith pray. understood it was okay to so, pray to Jesus. So, the Jesus of the Bible is true. Do you pray to the Jesus of the Bible? A, this Do is an interesting to him? turn of... I think this is kind of a red herring. No, it's not. Don't you think? I mean, we're, no. we, we, we started with how Mormons determine doctrine, and now we're talking about if the, the duality of I should pray to the Jesus versus the Father, that really doesn't, you know... Well, look, 3 Nephi we're, we're barking up the wrong tree here. No, no, it's not. And behold, they began to pray, and they did pray unto Jesus, calling okay, him their so, Lord. And hold on, let me finish. You're, you're, you're calling him their Lord and their God. Hey, I know, you you're... Called, do you call Jesus your yes, God? Jesus is my Lord and God. Yes. Okay, so do you pray to him? I pray to the Father in his name. Okay, good. You pray to the Father. I get that. I, you, I acknowledge you saying you pray to the Father. Right. Now, here's my question. Do you pray to Jesus? The answer is no. And I yet personally the Jesus of the Bible, do not know. Because no. I don't the, distinguish yet, them. I don't create a different altar. Then... For Jesus then, and a different altar for God. I consider them one, why, considered as the Godhead. Why did the Book of Mormon, mm -hmm. Joseph Smith, teach that you pray to Jesus in 3 Nephi 1918? And why is Stephen praying to Jesus? That's, that is a mystery, right? And like uh, I said, I don't know if the Father has the body or not. The Spirit has not revealed that to me. Okay. Why? If you continue, here's the thing, because Joseph Smith didn't know his because the Book of Mormon doesn't agree with Mormonism. It has contradicts Mormon theology, and it wasn't until after he no, codified no. the Book of Mormon. Oh yes, absolutely, yes, it does. Look, I I know a lot about what? Mormonism. Okay. No, you think you do, but you know anti-Mormonism, and you still have not answered the question how Mormons determine doctrine. You, you just go to the four standard works. The, the four you. standard works. 
the four standard works, uh-huh. the prophet and his office, yeah. then issue varying decrees and certain statements that are supposed to be consistent with those four standard works in order to determine doctrine, right? Correct. Yes. See, so I do know. All right. So from okay, your and standard yet you bring up works that aren't from your conformed with the, but you're bringing up points that don't align with scripture. I just quoted your Book of Mormon to you, and you reject it. No, I didn't. I can pray to well, Jesus because oh, they then, have. Th- let's but do it right now. Be, what do would the right point now. be? Because of this great question, here's the point. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Matthew 28, 18. Yes. So Jesus forgives Correct. sins, Luke 5, 20. He's our high priest, uh, Hebrews 6, 20 and 7, 25. So can you pray right. to Jesus and ask Jesus to forgive you of all of your sins? Because he says to come to I you. can, and I have. So you've, wait, you said you See, don't pray my, to Jesus. My experience, this is my experience. Okay, when I was 17, I prayed to know, I wanted to know why they crucified Jesus. How could they be that cruel? And Jesus came to visit me in a dream, and I felt the deepest love I have ever felt in my entire life beyond a moral experience. And I knew that I was forgiven of my sins at 17. And now, you're once again, you're going to say, well, that can't really happen because you're a Mormon. Is that what you're going to say now? Because I don't, I'm not conforming your belief system. No, that's not what I'm saying. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. See, this final right. word is and not, Paul says is not that your... He wasn't taught by man. Paul said he wasn't taught by man, but he received personal revelation for himself. So how do you know yes. that Paul wasn't deceived by Satan? Because Luke, who was uh, with Paul and uh, did the research, wrote the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts, and in there found that uh, Jesus called Paul personally in Acts chapter 9 to be his disciple. And he says he saw the risen Lord in 1 Corinthians 9.1, so therefore he's a true apostle. And so we can go with that. But Joseph Smith, no, because he said he saw about the Father, and the Bible says you can't. You can't. He, he lied. Okay, so so God has to go to you first to tell no. you that my experience no. is valid, and that's the way that that works. No, no, I'm going to the scripture, just, and you mis, you're misrepresenting what I'm saying. Going to the scriptures, the Bible says, for example, that the Father dwells in unapproachable. So, because of Luke's that. testimony, Paul has validity. That's what you're saying. No, uh, Luke simply wrote down okay. what the what the apostles said and what they did. He was a good researcher and a writer, and it was recognized as being scripture by the church, and it's in the King James Version, which you would recognize as well. And Paul the Apostle says that the Father cannot be seen, and you believe Joseph Smith saw the Father. So who's correct? No, I didn't. God's Word? I never said oh, that. Do, oh, do you believe Joseph Smith saw the Father? It's, I said I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I said I don't so know. So then... So that you're doubting what Joseph Smith I have not. Now you're judging Joseph Smith? Yes, I'm saying, that, I'm saying that I know how that doctrine was developed. I know where it came in and when it was introduced into the history of the church. And I said, you want to know? You said, no, you don't. And so hey, I believe look, that that's a cultural belief that has developed over time in my okay. religion, in my church. Okay. Well, that's what it says. But look, I don't necessarily time, agree okay? with it. The, the music's going to start in like 15 seconds. So I'm going to say this is, hey, I really enjoyed talking to you. And as far as the people on the forum to go, just quote those scriptures I said to you and say they, they need to treat you more politely. Okay. And they do. All right. All right. Thank you so much. 
We'll come back another time, Aaron. I enjoyed talking to you. All right. Talk to you later. Hey, folks. Hope you enjoyed that dialogue, that discussion. Hope it was informative. May the Lord bless you by his grace. We'll be back on here tomorrow. We've got a debate in an hour and a half. Go to calendar. Calendar. Another program powered by the Truth Network.